0: Get immortal British Quintet in the 90s said. Never give up on the good times, living it up is a state of mind. Rain, rain. It's Fundamental, okay. number one podcast from the get-go good, yeah. And since you're listening, you got good sense, so Let me break it down on this instrumental It's basketball and all its essences It's full of pop culture references Okay. <laughs> Point guards to stretch fours and fives The last Buffy episode, despite uh, Yeah. Never mind, let me get on track Houston had a good run, and a team was stacked We had plans for the T-Wolves, y'all remember? Oh, yeah. Quick question in set, who's your favorite Remember? Oops, uh, I did it again Hold up, wait. Best team on the court? Probably Golden State, yeah. Korean them? yeah, they out this world. But that's Gray's top five. He's saying the Spice Girls. <laughs> listening to the Ray Ray is fundamental podcast emphasis on mental episode 111 right now it is April the 7th 2020 but the main interview from this show was recorded the day before April the 6th 2020 but does it even really matter since we pretty much get lost on what day of the week it is these days anyway my name is Ray Ray and I hope you are as well as can be The last time I went outside to do anything social was 26 days ago, March 12th. Uh, I was over at my friend's house, and this was the day after the NBA season was suspended. But we still weren't taking the coronavirus seriously yet because there was no orders to stay at home. That's where we are now, like I said, 26 days later. Not every state in the country is doing that, but most of the states are. So please stay home. And I guess I can understand why Major League Baseball and NBA would try to come back ASAP. But they really should be the last ones to talk about going back to normalcy. Because as long as there's no vaccine for the coronavirus, we're going to keep going back to these stay-at-home orders as long as there's a positive test. And, there's no, and like I said, there's no vaccine yet. Uh, we've read and seen in the news how fast this thing spreads. And I still think it's weird. People don't take it seriously. When the Olympics... Uh, an event that happens every four years have been postponed and as I said multiple times on this podcast don't expect to go back to normal until we get the vaccine and that is about a year and a half away hopefully it's sooner but I doubt that right now so as is we hope we can keep you distracted with this podcast with sports and sports adjacent talk Uh, my guest for this episode is the excellent Brady Cluffer definitely a rising star in the basketball riding community. Uh, he covers the Golden State Warriors, L.A. Sparks, heck, he even covers the San Francisco Giants for, for Major League Baseball, so he does a lot of things for SB Nation. And also, we do have something in common. We love the Spice Girls. So, we're going to talk about that as well. <laughs> Before we go into the interview, remember that you can find Ray Ray's Fundamental on wherever you can find podcasts and follow me on Twitter at the no Past and that's all I got, I guess. <laughs> here's Brady Cloffer and here's a promo that makes me seem important. Hey, this is James Hollis, a.k.a. Snotty Drippin', and you are listening to Ray Ray is Fundamental. Ray Ray is Fundamental Podcasts. We continue the isolation series. My guest, he writes Golden State Warriors, L.A. Sparks, whatever basketball you can find at SBNation.com the handsome brady cloffer what is up
1: oh not a lot you know just uh trying to survive this this quarantine how are you doing Ray? Ray?
0: i'm i'm okay uh let me say something right now because i didn't want to make this public but i'm in isolation for real for day nine now because i might have been exposed (laughs) to the virus and uh yeah so i didn't want to say anything because like i don't want to freak anyone out
1: (laughs) but understandable
0: i'm doing fine though i'm doing physically fine um Mentally, up and down, as you would expect in a quarantine. Because I mean, after all, we we can't go out, we can't see friends, stuff like that. It's tough, right? So, um, how are you doing? Because that was my first question to you, actually. Uh, I'm
1: I'm good, pretty pretty much the same. Um, you know, it's uh, it's hard. It's a hard time. Yeah, it <laughs> I is. I think uh, it's harder than maybe you would necessarily think it would be if you weren't doing it. Um, yeah. or at least for me because I'm ver- I'm I'm pretty introverted i you know I have some very important close friends that I see with some regularity but I don't have like a, a booming social life I already work from home um, I like where I live I like who I live with um I feel like I have you know kind of a lot of things in my favor of of seeming like this should be should be pretty easy and um right it's not <laughs> yeah know,
0: it's, it's just not. I mean, I like I said to people that I've talked to on this podcast before. This is unprecedented, man. Like Yeah. I don't want to compare it to World War 1 or World War 2, which is my parents and my grandparents went through, but like this is kind of our thing, I guess, in history. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be stuck here for, let's be realistic here, probably months and months and possibly even a year. I mean, I don't want to like predict yeah. anything, but like the way it is i mean this is the real this is the reality right now
1: yeah absolutely this is something that like is going to take years and years if not you know decades to fully bounce back from as a society
0: yeah and the thing is it's like you know people i, I and I, I saw your tweets about like how why are we even talking about sports right like we saw the article about espn and the nba saying oh We could probably come back around May or June or whatever. And it's like, well, we don't even have a vaccine right now. So why are we even talking about this?
1: Right. We're just going to end up in the same circle if we try to come back before everything else in life can be restarted. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like for anything, like you, you, we should, everything essentially should be on hold until nothing is on hold. Uh, you know that's like overly simplistic, but you know some some variation of that. Like there's there's no there's no way we can responsibly or realistically like start to reintegrate things like sports until there is a serious hold on this situation. I mean, you can't just like. No matter what the NBA wants to say, you can't, like, form a bubble and just try to, like, resume life in one tiny little bubble at the most, like, expensive entertainment level. It's it's not... You can't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've already seen uh, China um, postpone their uh, basketball league again because they talked about, like, coming back around this time and they postponed it for a month again. And one one testing positive with this coronavirus is gonna reset everything all over again so i don't even know why we're talking about this yeah you do you You get get
1: one more positive positive, and and then then we're back back to square one one, stopping for a few months and and then you have have the added benefit of like like, at least you know when 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 gobert Gobert tested positive and the league was on hold it was like that was a, a warning signal but it it didn't really hurt anyone or anything in the sense that like it wasn't serious enough yet that you know gobert testing positive had a negative impact Mm -hmm. on like the the medical scene or or anything like that that. but now we're at a point where it's like like, if you have one positive test test, that's a hospital hospital bed that that you have no right occupying that's That's a a test test that you have have no right taking when other people need it so it's like you know it's not just a matter of like is it it feasible but it's a matter of as soon as someone has a positive test, which is going to happen, yeah, then you're right back to where, like, like now you're taking up that space in a society that has a shortage of hospital beds, has a shortage of nurses and doctors, has a shortage of tests. So now you have the added level of just complete irresponsibility, in my opinion, if, if that happens.
0: Yeah, and speaking of complete irresponsibility, like, we still see a lot of people going out there as if life is still normal. And I'm just like, dude... There are no major sports going on. The Olympics have been postponed. How could you not take this seriously? Right, like, what else needs to
1: happen? I mean, I think, you know, as many people talked about, like, when the NBA got shut down and when a star player like Gobert got it, that was, I think, a a wake-up call for a lot of people to realize just how serious it was. And now you have, like, every sport in the world other than uh, combat sports shut down. Yeah, And, like, every source of entertainment shut down, and yeah. somehow that still isn't a wake-up call for some people, which is just, you know, if, you're, if your eyes aren't open at this point, nothing is going to do that.
0: Yeah, I do want to get your opinion about this. What do you think about that? UFC still going on? Professional wrestling still going on? Like, that's, they're pretty much, like, towing the line here
1: yeah I don't like it. i really don't mm-hmm. um i I understand it a little bit. You know it is an opportunity you know to quasi responsibly resume some business and you know keep putting money in the pockets of your employees and things like that um but on the whole i I don't like it and kind of just i, I guess for the same reasons I, I said about I not wanting the n b a to resume is yeah, it's but. like you, you still, still have, have to put, put some people together. Even if you get, get fans out of there, didn't even if you do as, as much stuff, stuff remotely as you can. can, like, with the UFC fights, you still have to have fighters, you still have to have their coaches, their corners, you still have to have medical personnel, you have to have broadcasters, you have to have a television crew, mm-hmm. and you have to have a referee. So, like, at the minimum, you still have, like, a few dozen people. Yeah. So, so that, that, in and of itself, is irresponsible, is in my opinion. opinion. Yeah. And then, then, on top of that, it's the same thing, like, especially with, you know, combat sports. As as sitting sitting like, like you, you have, have to go to the hospital, 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 hospital for this, and to, to me, we just should just not voluntarily be doing, doing things hospital. that are going to send us to the hospital. <laughs> like, do <laughs> you want to be an idiot and, and get yourself sent to the hospital in your own time? Fine, but like this isn't your own time anymore. Like you, we should not be going out there and knowing knowing. Hey, I'm gonna like break my nose today and have to go to ER because <laughs> that's, that's just irresponsible. Possible. Yeah, on, on top of like the, the fact that you're putting you know 50 people in a place place together together, and people have to travel which is extremely um you know dangerous and irresponsible if it's not vital yeah um so for me it's just it yeah I I don't like it
0: yeah and it's crazy too like um Again, I mentioned professional wrestling doing this now. And yeah, sure, it's a distraction for us, I suppose. I get it. Like, we need some distractions, but I mean, like you said, it's just completely irresponsible like, if people get hurt, and later on one person gets tested positive, and then it just spreads throughout, like, the entire company, and it's just like, well, there goes their business, I guess, right?
1: <laughs> distraction thing yeah. too much, because mm-hmm. it's like, I, I get it, it is nice, and look, I'll be completely honest with you, if if this UFC event goes through, I will watch it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a MMA fan. Like, I'm gonna watch it. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend I won't. Yeah. Um. And maybe that's you know irresponsible of me to be supporting it, but I will. Um. So I'm not gonna pretend I'm you know a saint on the issue, but yeah. like, I do think the whole you know oh we need we need the sports we need this escape valve and all that is like no you don't you want it understandably. Yeah. Like obviously you want it. It's a good thing. But you don't need it. You will be okay. This isn't, you know, you're not off in a war giving your life here. You're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, and I get that it sucks. Mm -hmm. It absolutely sucks. Yeah. But, like, come on. Like, you don't, like, deserve it or anything like that, you know? Like, it'd be great to have the sports as a distraction, but, like, that's not a good enough reason.
0: Yeah. And there are a lot of people who have it worse than us. Like, we, we have food. We have a roof. Yeah. We're fine, like we're healthy, and there are just there are just a lot of people who just have it worse than we do. So,
1: absolutely,
0: yeah. Um, and besides, like we have a huge archive of sports that you know. Yes. Why don't we just like just show those for stations? I don't, I know NBA NBA TV is doing it. I know that, but like I don't know why ESPN is not doing that sort of thing or ESPN two or whatever. I mean, we have a huge archive yeah. of sports.
1: There's so many, and, like, they've done, like, a few days with, like, all right, we'll show these NBA great games and these UFC fights and these, like, Super Bowls. And it's, like, you have way more than just, like, the five best games from the last 20 years at your disposal. Like, just throw on – I mean, can you imagine if, like, ESPN2 just played Michael Jordan games, just random Michael Jordan games, like, eight hours a day, seven days a week? (laughs) Like, i tune into that like eight hours a day yeah. like you don't need to give me the flu game and game sevens and whatnot just give me a michael jordan game from any year i don't care i'll watch it
0: yeah just give us like oh game 28 of 1986 or something
1: hell yeah let me see like rick smith's doing some <laughs> weird stuff.
0: oh man so this is a nice segue because we've we've talked enough of the coronavirus, we're here to distract people. We're here to distract ourselves, actually. It's kind of mm-hmm. our therapy right now. So, how did you get started in this business?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'll try to do the short version rather than the super long, boring version. Well,
0: we have all the time in the world.
1: <laughs> well, perfect. <laughs> let, let, let me bore the people just the way they would love to be. Um. So, uh, the long and short of it is, I started, um. In 2013, I was 23, had recently moved to LA, um, had gotten myself fired from a busboy job in West Hollywood, hmm. um, and decided that I wanted to try to survive as a writer rather than going back and working in a restaurant, yeah. as I had done for my whole adult life. Right. Um, and I had studied writing in, in college, and it was, you know, my passion and my interest and such. And so I went on Craigslist and found a baseball writing job and got it. And it paid, you know, like half of my rent. But I was stoked to be writing about baseball and and getting some money for it. Yeah, Uh, And then that, it was for a startup. They went under. I worked for Major League Baseball for a while until uh, that ended. Um, And then at that point, I kind of thought that I could just jump right back into writing about sports and just, like, pick up the next job. Uh, At which point I found out that sports media is, like, the most interconnected networking-based job in the world. (laughs) And just, like, there aren't jobs that are open. Like, you can't really apply for jobs. You just have to, like, work your way up and get cherry-picked by people um and i had wanted to write about basketball but my experience had been writing about baseball so i you know i had like a four four months of work on my resume Mm -hmm. in the sport that i didn't even want to be writing about right um and so that was kind of a death sentence like i remember applying to a a, to bleacher report thinking (laughs) that like oh i studied writing in college i worked for major league baseball like you'll want me in an instant and like i so i just like sent their you know hiring team an email and they like sent me something back being like yeah we would love for you to apply to our 12-month training program at which point we'll consider you for an unpaid Uh internship (laughs) and I was like you know no disrespect to to Bleacher Report because everyone does that but that was just like a moment I was like oh well then um so then I I just morphed into copywriting and contract writing for a few years um and at some point Um, the, the work started to run dry a little bit and I was just kind of searching for stuff and decided that I would start blogging about basketball. Um, so I started a medium blog. I started a Twitter account with knowing literally one person on sports Twitter. Um, and I just started like tweeting about the NBA games that we're on and writing about basketball. And, um, and one thing just kind of led to another. I, I got a few articles noticed, um, Coach Nick at B-Ball Breakdown gave me my first writing job, and um, then that led into SB Nation as a contracting role. And then I just did contracting and, you know, small jobs, small sports writing jobs for a lot of different outlets for a few years. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've only been actually technically a full-time in the position for since January. Um, right. So, yeah, that's that's the... Uh, I, I didn't make that quite as short as I intended it to be. <laughs> spied, that, spied. that was kind of the long and boring version.
0: <laughs> no, no, it was not. But, however, I looked at your account again on your Twitter account. You joined in 2017? Oh my god, that's like way late into... Because I joined in 2008. Like, I am older school.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know Twitter was around in 2008.
0: (laughs) I am older school. I think uh, I was probably considered in, like, the second wave of, like, NBA bloggers or whatever. Because, like, (laughs) I know people had, like, AOL blogs and whatnot. And I came in 2008. Yeah. I mean, jeez, that's a long time ago. I've been in this game for so long now
1: that's awesome though you put in your miles
0: yeah i did i, I went through the same thing with the bleacher reports like it, it was like already 2011 at that point and i have had like a resume already and you're just like yeah right for a year for us for free or whatever but it's like oh hell no
1: <laughs> not gonna do that
0: heck no man wow yeah so you're newer school then um yeah yeah it's kristen ledloaf and i was once on the ray reyes fundamental podcast once that was enough your sports fandom. Where did it start? Wow, wow. That,
1: that I honestly I don't, don't know. <laughs> know. Like I have loved sports as long as I can remember, and it did not come from my parents. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. much. <laughs> um, yeah. They were incredibly supportive, right? But it did not come from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't really know. I think my parents. Were, my parents were very good about like giving me and my siblings. Different, different things, things to explore. explore, right? Like they, we, we did, had, you know, any classes, classes that we wanted. We did, you know, like, like dance and acting and music and theater and and sports and um, so they just kind of, you know, they did a really good job of just laying everything on the table and and letting us immerse ourselves in things to figure out what we actually liked mm-hmm. um, and pretty pretty early on i I figured out the sports were were what I loved um because i really i don't have any recollection of introduction to any sports like I go back and look at family albums when I was like two and I'm like you know holding on to you know rubber balls and and uh-huh. things like that <laughs> right so it just it came pretty organically and then my parents were great and and fostered everything and made sure I you know had equipment and stuff like that and it just kind of snowballed. snowballed.
0: You played baseball, basketball, anything? Baseball, baseball basketball,
1: mm-hmm. soccer, mm-hmm. and tennis.
0: Tennis. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I did tennis, tennis a little ball, bit like as, as a kid. kid. Mm-hmm. Um that I thought was it was amazing. interesting. Um I had a I had we had some family friends who who had a summer home in our town. They were super rich. Um <laughs> and so they had just like a summer t- home that had a tennis court on it. Nice. And so amazing. they just like told us that so we could just go, go like, play, play on the tennis court anytime we wanted when they, like, weren't there. So, <laughs> so I got into tennis, tennis as a kid, kid and then, and, like, like I only played competitively, like, one, one year in high school. school. But, mm. um, but, yeah, that was basketball mainly, but baseball, baseball, tennis, and soccer as well.
0: Did you play high school ball? Basketball?
1: Yes. Yep. Position. Oh, four years. Oh, man, see, this is a very sore spot. <laughs> oh, is it? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a, no, no, I like talking about it, you huh. know, therapy and all. Um... <laughs> So I, if any, well, no one, no one has, I was going to say if, for any of you who have played with me, but no one's played basketball with me, uh, other than like my high school friends. But um, if you ever play basketball with me, you'll learn that I can do one thing well, and yes. that is I can shoot the hell out of the basketball. And that's it. Like, I'm, I'm capable everywhere else. It's not like I'm a blundering idiot, you know, like I'm, I, I was obsessed with basketball and, and it shows, like I, yeah. I'm capable. But shooting was my only, like, strength. Um, I also went to a tiny, tiny, tiny high school. Uh-huh. Like, small enough that we didn't have tryouts. Just anyone who wanted to be on the team was on the team. Right. Um, and I'm somewhere north of 6'2", which isn't very tall in basketball terms. But in telling me. High <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> true, true. Uh, but in tiny high school. Right. True. True. But in tiny high school terms yes. is... Very tall. Right. Um, So my coach, who was um, an idiot, for lack of a better term, (laughs) um, (laughs) and just, you know, an overall not a very good human being, um, he insisted that I play center because I was, like, the The tallest tallest player on the team. Um, Now, mind you, while I was 6'2", I was also 140 pounds soaking wet. (laughs) <laughs> so not really built like a uh, center or a power forward or anything. So um, in open gyms and, and, you know, runs with with friends and whatnot, I was I was a shooting guard or a small forward. Yes. Uh, but in games, I was a center until I got out-rebounded by, you know, the 220-pound kids and then went back to the bench.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wish I was 6'2". Cause I'm only five seven, as you've seen me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm surprised because when we were at Coach Nick's uh, party like two years ago, I'm surprised you didn't shoot around because people were shooting around there. They were,
1: but you know, um, Pete, Lakers film room, Pete. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, he started shooting around. around and he is like making everything.
0: <laughs> He's a good shooter. And.
1: I'd had like four beers at that point, <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. There's another media member who's just like on fire, and I'm a little tipsy. I, I'm gonna look like an idiot if I if I pick up the basket basketball. I'm just I'm just gonna like watch. <laughs> I had to I had to like keep my pride intact, especially you know like I said, shooting's like the one thing I do well. So like I yeah. can't I can't that up, or else then I really look bad. Because then when people are like, oh it's all right, like you're good at other things. I'm like, no, I'm good at that. <laughs>
0: You know what sucks? Because I have this, apparently, reputation of being an idiot. Well, not really, but, you know, thought' <laughs> I was a goofball or whatever. So it's like, so when I had the basketball in my hands in, in Coach Nick's party, like, Anna Melissa, God bless her, I love her, she's like, what are you doing? Don't shoot. So I'm like, what? Because <laughs> she thinks, like, I would, like, you know, airball or whatever because, you know, she's never, she's never seen me play. And, which is true, I haven't played ball in, like, regularly in, uh, oh, my God, 12 years now? <laughs> Because, yeah, I'm 41 now. So, like, 12 years ago, I rolled my ankle, like, really badly. I landed on somebody. Um, Not not his fault. I was trying to get a rebound. But that's what happened. And then, like, months later, I just started writing basketball. That's how I came into it, honestly. (laughs) Because, yeah, I mean, I'm not getting paid millions to play ball, man. (laughs) I don't want to hurt myself anymore. So. Yeah, it's it's
1: a little bit. Uh, you know, I get carpal tunnel every now and again, and probably will get arthritis a little early. But yeah. you know, the the physical downfalls of blogging about basketball are are much nicer than than playing it.
0: Yeah, seriously, and which is why I get which is why I get on people whenever they say, "Oh, uh, he sucks now," because like after an injury, it's like, "Oh my god, like he's terrible now." It's like, dude, you ever thought you ever play you ever been hurt before? Like it gets I, in your head. <laughs> gets it It gets in your head and
1: it just like messes up your body body. i mean like i have i i hurt my knees playing basketball in high school not like like, tore my acls but just like knocked out the cartilage essentially Yeah, yeah and it's like you know not even a not even one serious injury just chronic stuff and like it affects me now so much and has like ever since then yeah like just having that chronic stuff, it just like it affects the way you moves move. It affects your balance, your grace, your athleticism. Like, I can't even, I, I can't, I can't even deal with people <laughs> who get upset at, at athletes for not like bouncing back from injuries. It's like how, yeah, it's so stunning that they come back at all and and are still an elite athlete. Like, cause for me, it's just like you know, I played and then like now I kind of walk like an idiot everywhere because I just like don't really have knees. And it's like, and you guys are just doing this every day at, at the highest level it's, it's amazing
0: who was so it again screw
1: anyone who said otherwise
0: yeah who was it Alyssa Thomas I believe has two torn labrums I believe
1: two torn labrums like, yeah like that's
0: ridiculous I'm just
1: kind of like how do you do this just like actively torn unrepaired labrums <laughs> like it's just ridiculous
0: like how does that even happen like that's ridiculous um
1: that's the one thing I clap back on with I try to avoid the misogynist WNBA hating people on Twitter.
0: Yeah, that,
1: that is, is the, the one, one I will like always clap back on because she, she has like, like such, such a funny free throw form because, because she has broken. torn labor.
0: <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and all these dudes are always like, "Oh, her free throws look like so dumb." Like, first off, have you like did you never watch Sean Marion? Like, have you never watched Alonzo Ball? Like, NBA players a stupid ass free throw form all the time. Second off. Both of her shoulders are broken. (laughs) So, and she's still out there gutting through it while you're sitting on the couch. So, shut up.
0: Yeah, ridiculous. And here I was, like, hours earlier, saying, oh my god, I have excruciating pain on my shoulder. It hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Which I actually hurt in high school because, oh, this is really stupid. Like, I was running full speed. I ran to a pole while playing ball. Like, yeah. It hurt as hell. And I never got it fixed. So, I have pain... On and off on my right shoulder
1: Oh that's rough
0: It is I mean Sometimes it feels pain free But sometimes It just comes back And it hurts like hell But I'm not Alyssa Thomas I can't ever be like <laughs> Alyssa Thomas so. <laughs> um.
1: There's something else Professional athletes Yes
0: exactly Um Did you watch WNBA from the start? Because I did And I kind of came off of it In the mid 2000s I think They came back a few years ago like I kind of casually always followed it though between that, but like, um, I watched it religiously in the first early years, and then in the past three four years. What about you?
1: Yeah, um, I pretty similar. I was kind of a casual fan until the last few years. Yeah. Um, mostly because like so. Well, part of it is because my my I grew up in Northern California. Yeah. Um, my sports fandom was always regional. Yes. You know, I'm, I was a Warriors fan, Giants fan i understand um and i just never like i had a hard time latching on to to teams that i didn't have a rooting interest in yeah and i had a hard time like following leagues that i didn't have a team i was rooting for yes um i know that sounds odd but it's just like that was always kind of the driving force for me it was like i wanted something to root for when i watched that was what was fun for me um, So that was part of it, not having a Northern California team. But the other part, like, I grew up, um, my family didn't have, have TV. Um, hmm. We had a TV and a VCR, but we didn't have um, you know, cable or anything yes, like that. Yeah. Um, and so my, I watched all my sports at my grandmother's house. She lived like a quarter mile up the road from me. And if I wanted to watch sports, I would run up the hill to her house and watch them. Right. We had like the most basic TV package. Um, but it had like ESPN and had local sports. Um Good and so and yeah, that was all all I needed was those in Nickelodeon. <laughs> um and so like I don't know what I don't know where or if at all the WNBA was like broadcast during those kind of early years in the lifetime, league. Lifetime, I believe. Lifetime. lifetime. See she didn't have a lifetime. <laughs> um so that was it. So I watched. You know, I got really into college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a not. I was a really big women's college basketball fan. I became a fan of Tennessee, like just about everyone. Um, and so, like, I followed the WNBA enough just because I was interested in like those players that I had watched in college, like Tamika yeah. Catching and Shamiqua Holzschlag. Those were like, you know, my heroes. Um, so I would like follow it in the newspaper, but I didn't have a way of watching the games until like until essentially like internet-based league pass came around (laughs) um so yeah i I casually followed it through basically reading about it um until the last few years when i actually started to really get into watching it thanks to the technology
0: that yeah (laughs) allows people to actually watch it i know we've come a long way it's like we can watch it on our phones now ridiculous yeah, it's crazy yeah i mean yeah i did come on mb I, I think it did come on nbc wmb on nbc yeah with the because they kept showing the comments who were so dominant back in the day with uh cynthia cooper so cheryl swoops tina thompson god and i yeah, thought they did have the nbc game songs I, yeah. I did
1: watch a few of those yeah now i remember i, I did watch a few of those
0: yeah and i remember sadiq people were always raising the roof <laughs> like it was the big yeah. thing at the time and i was like okay she's got the swagger <laughs> you know <laughs> god i had
1: at the time i had a, a subscription to sports illustrated for kids uh-huh. uh huh i have no idea if they still make that but um it was it was just had like a cardboard page of uh-huh. sports cards uh uh-huh. that, that was like nine perforated yes like, that's right big, it was, it was so, so great. great. Yeah, um, and I remember the time when when the uh, Cheryl Swoops and the Cynthia Cooper cards came, <laughs> and I was like stoked on those.
0: Man, I'm so old. I remember Don Staley playing for the '96 Olympic team. <laughs> I yes, man. And now she's on, Twitter, clapping back at
1: at LeBron. Yeah,
0: I know. I saw that too. It's so great. <laughs> and and I was kind of like. Marshall to Dawnstead because she's like 5'6 and I was I was a shorter guy too so I was like yeah I want I want my uh shorter players to do well so
1: you gotta root for the root for the players who who represent you
0: yeah exactly this is Shay. Shay Serrano and you are listening to the Ray Ray this fundamental podcast I think Ray Ray should change the name of the podcast but he likes it so that's what you're listening to so you were always a Warriors fan. Man, that must have been so rough, like, the last 20 years before the five finals.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest, like, I didn't develop a strong rooting interest in them till like, the mid-2000s. It's just still um, rough. Just was still rough, yeah. yeah. It's still rough. Um, but, like, when I was a kid, like, the, you know, they were so bad, and, like, you know, I would tell people I was a fan, but, like... They didn't have – or at least on the television package my grandma had, like, she didn't have all of their games, um, kind of like a minimal amount. So I mostly watched, like, the nationally televised games. Right. Uh, So I was kind of more of just, like, an overall NBA fan, even though, like, in the morning I would, you know, get the newspaper and see how the Warriors did and read the box scores. (laughs) But, like, I was more of a Michael Jordan fan than anything, (laughs) as, you know, I think most people were. Um, And it wasn't kind of until, like, the mid-2000s when I started having more availability to actually watching the games um, that I started to actually become more of a diehard Warriors fan. And those were rough years, but at least there were some entertaining players in there, like Jason Richardson and Gilbert Arenas. Right. And then Davis later.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you for like for not um, looking up at the newspaper. I wonder how Vontego Cummings did. Longsiego conference, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. Um. And you also said, "You're a f- You're a Niners fan as well, right?"
1: Yeah, I was a, a really hardcore Niners fan for a while, and um, t- like to be honest, I just stopped watching football a few years ago. A few years ago. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't really do it anymore. Um, so they're still like, you know, they hold a piece of my heart. Um, and like I watched the Super Bowl this year and definitely like felt um, emotionally invested. Yeah. Um, but it was the Super Bowl this year was like the first game I football game I'd watched in like three years. So um, that that fandom comes with a giant grain of salt. But I was a, a very, very hardcore fan for a while.
0: Yeah, I lived in Vallejo for three months when I came back from the Philippines. Um, oh, yeah. I lived in Vallejo in 1990-ish. Then I, moved, okay. then I moved down to SoCal, which I've been here, except for one year. I moved to Portland for one year. But other than that, like, I've been here in SoCal. But I got my Niners fanning for my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, however you can get it. Yeah. So, but I'm the same way with you on we'll football. Like, like I'll have it on, I guess, or whatever. But I used to be so into football. Like, it was an obsession for, like, mm-hmm. Till maybe five, six years ago, <laughs> Goodell and all the the way they would treat domestic yeah. violence. I'm just kind of, and of course the hits. I'm just kind of like, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's rough, man. Yeah, it's rough.
1: That was what did it for me. Honestly, It was like my my fandom started to wane a little bit with everything with Goodell and and just clearly how how blatantly and overtly you know profits were prioritized over decency. <laughs> um and then just as a 49ers fan, like when they kind of forced Jim Harbaugh out, and I was a huge Jim Harbaugh fan, um, and so when they forced him out, I was kind of that, just personally for me, it was like, oh man, like this isn't as interesting to me anymore. So I was already kind of like had half a foot out the door, and then w- one day I like I opened up CNN or something, and it had an article about um a high school kid who had who had died playing football. Yeah, and the headline was like so such and such kid thirteen becomes ninth amateur football player to die this year this
0: year. Jeez, and I was just
1: like, all right and, and like I've watched like one football game since yeah,
0: if there is one I thing, just... there's one thing I'm thankful for my parents about, and we don't get I mean, I love them, but we don't get on a lot of things, but if there's <laughs> one thing that i that I would agree with them upon is that they forced me not to play football in high school because I wanted to so badly. That's
1: good parenting.
0: Yeah. So, That's good
1: parenting. Yeah. So
0: I've, I have a funny story about that. Okay.
1: Um, my parents were the same way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to play football. I don't know if I actually wanted to play football just, because I was kind of a, a scaredy cat, for lack of a better word. Like I, I would have been terrified I'm playing football, playing football. Um, but I was curious about it. And I knew my parents wouldn't let me, and so that was enough for me to, like, at least convince myself that I wanted to play, yeah. even though I probably would have, like, taken one hit and been like, all right, I'm done, whatever. <laughs> so, like, I, I went back and forth with my parents for a while, me being like, can I please play? And then being like, nope, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And then one year when I was, like, seventh or eighth grade, I had, like, bothered my mom about it so much that she's like, all right, we can go to a middle, oh, you
0: know, like, like
1: a pee wee, a local pee wee football game. Yes. Watch the kid your age play. Mm-hmm. And after we watch that game, we can have a discussion if you still want to play. Mm-hmm. Now, in hindsight, I realized there was no chance we were having a discussion. Like, it, it, this was a firm no. Regardless, she was just, you know, biding time or whatever. Yeah. Like there, there was no chance in hell But I was like, all right, all right, great. We're going to go to this game. I'm going to love it. I'm going to, like, convince her that she is safe. We go to this game. This kid, you know, my age, 12 or 13, gets blasted on a kickoff return and gets airlifted out by a helicopter. Oh, my God. And we just, like, we're walking back to the car. Like, you know, the game's just, like, paused indefinitely while this helicopter comes and lands on the football field. And I'm walking back, like, did my, did my mom, mom like? Did she pay, pay someone? someone, someone <laughs> did she Did she <laughs> plan she this somehow? And, and never, 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 never again asked if I could play football. football. Man, that is terrifying. <laughs> it, it was terrifying, <laughs> but she had her. She had, the kid was fine, thankfully. Uh, yeah. But she had her mom timing like down. Yeah. Down pat. Right. Her mom, since her team, like, all right, this is the day. We're, we're, we'll we just go see it. See what it's like.
0: Man, so I rebelled against my parents. I still. And I played a few tackle football games with my friends in 10th uh, <laughs> grade. 10th grade at this point. This is like a year after. And I'm still convinced football is great. And, <laughs> and like, after I got tackled by my friend who was, like, legit 300 pounds, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> like, God. yeah, I got splashed out by a 300-pound guy. And he was so heavy. Like, thankfully, it was just, like... I, did, I wasn't too hurt after that, but man, I don't want that feeling ever again. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Like, he just literally like, just jumped on me like a bear or whatever. And just like, squashed <laughs> me. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> do this anymore. That it, sounds horrible. It is horrible. He <laughs> <laughs> was like an offensive lineman on the football team, too, so.
1: Oh, God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, nope, I'm sticking with basketball.
1: <laughs> yeah, you gotta be a different breed to to play football. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Or like a martial arts or or boxing or something like that. Which, I always think about that when I watch like like um, UFC fights or whatnot. Like like a a year ago or two years ago, I was watching a UFC fight, and then like it ended, and, and I flipped over to catch the start of an NBA game. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, who you know, like we yeah. think of as like this god of physical prowess. Right. He gets yeah, like elbowed in the face and the game, game stops, stops for like 15 minutes.
0: minutes. Yeah.
1: And I'm just like, what <laughs> the I hell? I just watched Watch these guys spend like 15 minutes of elbowing each other in the face nonstop minutes. and like not even blinking. Mm-hmm. Like that is a different kind of, and I don't even say that as a compliment, but yeah. that's a different kind of animal.
0: <laughs> yeah. And here I was a few years ago thinking, like, man, like, I, I was too into working out. It's like, man, I should take a UFC class. And I'm like <laughs> – and then I watched a UFC fight, and I'm like, no, I'm not taking a UFC class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm good. I'm all right, yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, I like to think that I'm physically capable of things, but, I'm like, I don't want to get into, like, a boxing match or uh, – MMA fight, like, no. I'll just stick with, like, basketball. Basketball, I feel like, is, a, is the safest thing there is. Because if there's baseball, you can get hit by a pitch. Football, we already know. Hockey, I can't skate. Like, <laughs> like I just feel like basketball is the safest for me. <laughs> yeah, I
1: agree. It, it's it's safe. And the thing I like about basketball in that regard also is that, like, you're going to get hurt at some point because it's sports. Yes. But you don't Oh, when you're going to get hurt, and I really appreciate that. Because, like, football, you're, like, you get the handoff and you know, oh, someone's going to blast me in five <laughs> seconds. And, like, that's horrible. Or, like, MMA, you're like, oh, this guy's about to throw a punch and it's going to hit me on the face. That sounds horrible. Basketball, at least, like, yeah, you're going to roll your ankle at some point. Someone's going to, like, hip-check you at some point. But it's going to catch you by surprise. And even, that, that even, I appreciate.
0: Even soccer... They're running non-stop. I'm just kind of like, I can't do this, man. (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to run up and down for 90 minutes, dude. That's not fun. (laughs) Who wants to do that? Yeah, seriously. And how often do you score? Not that I don't appreciate soccer. Like, I I like soccer. But, like, man, I I just want to stick with basketball.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I, I liked a lot of different sports as a kid, and now it's like... Basketball or like, give me an old man sport. Like, in my old age, I'm getting more into like golfing and 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 bowling and pool. But like, so uh, basketball is the only like high energy sport I can tolerate anymore.
0: <laughs> or whatever sport is on right now outside of MMA. Like yes, marble racing is that what's going on right now too
1: <laughs> Marble uh, racing. Esports. Marble like... racing is fantastic.
0: Oh man, esports. Yeah, dude. Okay, so. I you know me I'm a gamer but like I can watch some some playthroughs or whatever but like I really can't do NBA players playing 2K <laughs> I can't do that.
1: Oh they're so bad. I I tried it for a few minutes they like I I'm not a gamer so I'm really bad. Yeah. So I don't like I can't criticize them for being really bad but they're so bad. It's just it's horrible. It's like what what are we even doing here? I would much rather watch like people who actually know how to play but aren't famous basketball players than famous basketball players who don't know how to play (laughs) unless they streamed it somewhere that wasn't network television so that they could just like talk trash to each other yeah without like censoring because that i would i would watch them like be horrible at video games while just having uncensored (laughs) trash talk that would be fun
0: i told a gamer that the NBA players were doing this and she just howled like what the hell are they (laughs) doing (laughs) it's like this is like the Uh, worst crossover there
1: is (laughs) yeah especially too because like I feel like there are a lot of NBA players who talk about being being pretty obsessed with like 2K or Madden or stuff like stuff like that and these guys aren't them yeah. Like, I turned it on being like, okay, this is going to be like the NBA players who are really into 2K. Mm-hmm. But it's not. <laughs> like, at least use the players that like do this regularly and are good at
0: it. I find it funny also that they're picking different teams. Like, isn't yeah. that kind of disrespectful in a way? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's really... Weird. Maybe I look too much into it, but it's just like, well, why is like Kevin Durant using the Clippers or something? It's like weird. <laughs> I kept waiting
1: for, for like, Durant, Durant to, like, cuss out someone. out someone. Like, oh, Paul George, make a damn shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Catch the ball, Zubat
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Like, yeah. Man, it's and they're, what, in the quarterfinals now? Like, they're going to keep, well, there's nothing to do anyway, so I guess why not, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. I, I watched the first, like, hour and, and haven't checked back since.
0: <laughs> uh, before I let you go, we talked Spice Girls, man. You're, like, one of the guys yes. that talks about Spice Girls here, so. Yes. All right, so when did that start for you?
1: Oh, that started very early. Um, when it, when let's it see. Came out, right? Yeah, so let's see. Their main album, that was 96, I think, I want to say. Yeah, 97-ish, um, yeah. Something like that. So then, um, you know, I had an older sister. I was taking dance classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so between those two things, like, I just got exposed to it at a young age and just. Absolutely Absolutely loved them. I, I don't know I don't know what to say. I was I was obsessed. Um got the movie as soon as it came out. Um watched it eight days in a row, I believe, after I got it. Um got the C D had the tape first. The tape that, I had a funny one tapes, where yes. like, Yeah, ta- all all about those tapes. Yeah. Like, man, it's weird how, how much technology has changed in our lifetimes. So that's kinda crazy. Yeah. Um I got the tape. Um, and then I had to get a boombox, so I like, asked for a boombox, like, a birthday uh-huh. gift, and got a boombox, and then I, I would just sit in my room playing it, like, over and over again until, like, the radio, until the Giants games came on, and I could listen to it on the radio, right. on the radio. Um, but I would just play Spice Girls, like, over and over. Right. Um, and then once I accidentally pressed, um, the record button on the tape, and accidentally taped over, like, the first, like like, five or six seconds of a song, um... And so then I went back and retaped over what I had left as an empty spot and I taped over it with me singing the part that I had taped over. So somewhere I have a tape of me singing I think I wanna say it's the beginning of wannabe. And like I'm singing the first in the first like five or six seconds of it, but I sing a little bit too long or a little bit too fast. So like I sing the first like eight <laughs> seconds and then it starts at like second five. It's very bad. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I was just I was just obsessed with them. I don't I don't know what it was. They they clicked with me in in every way and I just I just thought they were fantastic. I don't think Still do.
0: Yeah, I don't think people today realize how dominant they were in the late 90s. Like they were worldwide
1: dominant. Yeah, yeah people I feel like it, at least in 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 our society, uh, pe- people associate you know pop music of that era with like the Britney Spears and the J Lo's and the Insyncs and Backstreet Boys and yeah, they were huge. Yeah, absolutely huge worldwide.
0: Yeah. So the upset here and is, so good. The upset here is I didn't watch Spice World until like 2010. Right. What? So, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, um, I hadn't watched it yet. And I decided I would live-tweet it on Twitter.
1: Okay, that's amazing. So I
0: live-tweeted Spice World on Twitter on Christmas Eve because everyone's watching Christmas movies in 2010, right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just watch, it's Christmas Eve. That's, that's all they're doing. And I'm like, I'll be different. I'll live-tweet Spice World.
1: <laughs> Which is way better than any Christmas movie. Yeah, and then oh.
0: like, people were just like, what is this guy doing? Why is he live-tweeting Spice World? And I get like yeah. I get like forty followers off of it. It was great.
1: Oh, oh my god. god, that's incredible. And then like me ever
0: hard. since then it's like, yeah, sure, he's the NBA guy, but he likes Spice Girls. Like <laughs> I feels like that's like my number one identifier is like I like Spice Girls because of that. Even though I've I mean, know.
1: that's pretty great. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. And I also have the video game, which is terrible, but I have it, so
1: <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. I sadly have never played it.
0: Well, it's not even a game. It's like you're trying to you're trying to make a song or whatever, and then you can do it as badly as you, you can do it as badly as you want. And then after you're done, they'll show you clips of like a Q and A basically that they did for the video game. It's like I want to perform. I want to perform at Wembley Stadium. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm sure you guys did that already. So
1: that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll send you a picture later. Um, please. Uh, favorite favorite Spice Girl. I think I asked you this, but I don't remember. Oh, baby. Baby, Baby. me too.
1: I I was um, my my entire goal from like age seven to nine mm -hmm. was to marry Baby Spice (laughs) and become the sixth Spice Girl. Dude. Like that was my that was my plan. Was I would marry Baby Spice and then I would become like. The 6th Spice Girl. <laughs> it didn't matter that I wasn't a girl, couldn't sing, and was, you know, 7. Um, that was that was my plan.
0: My plan in this entire Tudor existence, which has been 12 years now, because I said 2008, is <laughs> um, <laughs> to get tweeted by Baby Spice, and that still hasn't happened.
1: Oh, rude. And
0: I know. It's like, I've had many people tweet me already. I've had Shaq tweet me. I've had Chrissy Teigen tweet me. She even follows me by the oh. way. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll show that to you later we'll too. And uh, and I've had um Lacey Chabert tweet me for my birthday.
1: Okay. So
0: it's like, but none of them are baby Spice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one is.
0: <laughs> no one is. Baby spice. And I'm and I'm still waiting. It's like I've tweeted her several times. It's like, hey, what's up? You know, just trying to be regular and normal and all. Nothing's working. So, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Keep, keep up the the persistence. Yeah, it'll happen one day.
0: Eventually, right? It's only been twelve years. No problem.
1: Yeah, what's <laughs> another twelve? <12? laughs> Favorite song? Uh, two, two become one.
0: one. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, mine say you'll be there. So.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's number two for me. So.
0: Yeah, because people love. I think it's because like I'm trying to be different. It's like, well, everyone talks about Wanna Be, which is obviously the signature Spice Girls song. I get that, but it's like. I want to like something different. <laughs> and say I you, feel ya. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those like,
1: those kind of, of serious, serious romantic, romantic, songs of romantic songs of theirs were what they did best. best I thought the like their fun stuff was awesome. fun. It was really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the the say you'll be There's and the two become ones and the all of the the songs that were like a little bit more emotional, a little bit more romantic. Mm-hmm. Those those were my jams. Yeah. That's where they really shined.
0: Um, And I want to give a shout-out to my friend, by the way. When they made their comeback in 2007, the Spice Girls. So he tried to get tickets for the Staples Center show. They sold out. He bought a ticket for the one in Las Vegas, and he went there to see the Spice Girls. So shout-out to him.
1: Oh, that's incredible. That's
0: dedication right there.
1: That is beautiful dedication.
0: By himself! (laughs) By himself!
1: <laughs> just a solo trip to Vegas. I love it. Yeah. I salute it for sure. That's
0: great. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> and then on that note, go ahead the and uh, note. advertise your uh, your work, your social media, whatever you need to advertise.
1: Yeah, you can uh find me on Twitter at Brady Klopfer NBA. Um all of my stuff is is at SB Nation, um primarily at Golden State of Mind. .com and mccoveychronicles.com. Um, but I post links to all my good stuff on Twitter, so follow me there. Um, yeah.
0: Also, follow him for all the Spice Girls. Uh, all all the, Spice Girls. the Spice Girls. Yeah, all the Spice Girls. I,
1: I, I have a lot all of Spice, Spice Girls and food tweets <laughs> in addition to sports.
0: Nice. That is Brady, the sixth Spice Girl. I am Ray Ray. I'll be the seventh Spice Girl. I would hope so. <laughs> but please, baby Spice, Sweetie. Please. Do it, baby. <laughs> Thanks, Brady.
1: Thank you so much, Ray Ray. This is fun. Game over, again! Hashtag, blame Ray Ray. If you want to be my lover. lover,
0: lover.